Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. We find ourselves back in Oasis, and the members of the Augury are inside of Torek's sanctuary. Well, it looks pretty rough out there. Not much of a struggle, just a burn mark. The thing just strolled right up. Strolled right up on two legs. Hmm. From what I can tell from the sample of flesh, there was no impact. There were no cuts. It was simple skin contact that did this to them. Perhaps they reached out to an otherwise unassuming form? Did it take advantage of their hospitality? Very possible. One thing's for sure, it burned itself out, right? Yes. It made its way to them, and as soon as it met its goal, it destroyed itself. Yes, that one specifically, but I do not think that we are dealing with just one spirit. I communed with a past water speaker, and she said that this is the work of a floating ember. Spirits of the deceased that are fueled by rage... She said that they spill forth from the epicenter of whatever caused them to become this way, and that they will keep coming. Until what? Until they are stamped out, or else they will destroy all there is to destroy, and move forward until they find more. Or perhaps eliminating them is not the only option. If we were to go to the epicenter and heal the epicenter in some way, that the spirits themselves would be healed. These spirits, are they enraged first and then fueled by this fire, or is it the fire that makes them enraged? The floating ember and other creatures of its ilk are suffering from a heightened state when they perish, and the elements nearby are able to feed on and corrupt them. These figures must have died angry and in proximity to flame. Perhaps that is what needs to be addressed, then, the manner in which they died. Maybe, but these things are tied at what point is the spirit and the flame separated a flame you can only feed or stamp out so how do we appease a spirit that is tied to such an element i have doubts that the fire itself is corrupted it feeds this rage yes but the spirits in themselves are not angry and do not have ill intent they simply are what they are they are tied to emotions that resemble their true nature, rage, anger, very similar to what a fire does. It can burn, but it also gives us light and warmth and life. I think there is a deeper connection to the spirits and their state of emotion in passing that the fire feeds into, and that causes the corruption. I do know that they are coming from the north, but I do not know how far. Elsef had speculated that we may have to venture beyond our bounds to address this. That seems to be true. Let us collect our effects. We must travel. You're all sure about this? 
seems to me we know what to look for. Oddities in a humanoid form. A fire will burn itself out if you don't feed it. What's wrong with doubling the guard? Making sure they carry buckets of water. Splash any stranger that comes from the north and be aware that these things are possible. If, if we don't feed it, certainly it, its rage, its fire will quell itself. And what if this fire spreads, perhaps to one of the communities that gives its water to Oasis? Yes, well, it is a possibility if it's spreading in all directions from where it came. All right. I walk over to uh, a series of shelves containing assorted mystical and rare monster-killing weapons and items. I want to see if I've got anything good for this. Armory. You have a stockpile of mystical and rare monster-killing weapons and items. If you need a special weapon, roll plus weird. On a 10+, plus, you have it, and plenty if that matters. On a 7 to 9, you have it, but only the minimum. On a miss, you've got the wrong thing. All right, roll it. That is a 10. Yeah, I think you do have an item on your shelf that would be useful. You know, the thing that you have noticed is that anything this stuff touches, it starts to damage. But you do have daggers that you are able to forge from the shards of a star that fell nearby Oasis. One night there was a bright flash of light and a piece of metal fell from the sky and you were able to take those shards and make daggers. And you imagine that if it could survive the heat of falling from space, it could survive the heat of the floating embers. So these daggers, they are one harm, armor defeating, and they cannot be affected by uh, wear that is caused by heat. Excellent. All right, is there anything else you all want to grab before you head out of town? I always have all of my stuff, so I'm just going to go grab a bite while they get the things they need. <laughs> okay. Um, can I invoke the use of our good friend Signy the cook? Oh, so you're not just grabbing a bite. You're grabbing, like, the bite. The bite. The bite, yep. Uh, yeah, so you can go get fed from Signy once a mystery, and this will give you an additional harm box. And this harm box is marked off first when you take damage, uh, meaning that it is before you become unstable. Uh, and it stays there until the end of the mystery. I would like to, before we leave, visit Tisu, the Keeper of the Waters. Yes, uh, you find her at her post. Uh, the Keeper of the Waters is a position kind of similar to yours. Uh, it exists in any location where there is a source of water. And it is kind of the, the clerical side of this. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't mean like healer, but like clerk. Um, <laughs> yeah. In that keeping track of water, where it's going to... You know, who has gotten how many rations, things like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she is she is at her post and she is going through some logs, making some notes. Yeah, I'll go up to her. Oh, hello, Elsif. Hello. The spirit of the Oasis has willed me to travel from these borders for I'm not sure how long. With your permission, it would be good to have a vial from Oasis in case it is needed. Ah, yes, of course. And she stands up and moves over to a corner of this little hut and she moves a piece of wood and underneath the wood is a small stone chamber with little shelves in it and she reaches down and she pulls out a glass vial of water hands it to you and this water is so clear it seems like it's just a glass bottle and it is very cold thank you sister and i will put it in my bag before i go have you noticed a change in the water level of Oasis? No, not as of 
Recently, I have not. Good, good. That is good news. Thank you. Of course. Safe travels. I will see you soon. And as a reminder, this magical water has a couple of effects. Uh, it has essentially two charges. You can spend one charge to either cause one harm or heal one harm, or you can spend both charges to stabilize someone. Gotcha. Thank you. I am going to pay a visit to Kreb the Crafter before we leave. All right, so you head over to Kreb's workshop, and he is inside working on a couple of different projects, moving around to a number of tables back and forth. Hello, my friend. Oh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man meme. Yeah. Old man contest, go! He does, he does it. He, he points back at you. We must venture out soon to confront whatever caused harm to our guardsmen. It is something that uses the power of fire and scorching, and I fear that none of us are properly equipped to defend against it. Do you have any sort of vestments we may be able to take with us for bodily protection? Something that protects specifically against fire would be simple enough. Are these things also striking out at you? Are you looking for some kind of an armor or simply protection from the heat? We don't yet know the extent of how they may act, only how they have thus far, but I suspect a heavy leather vest of sorts would serve us well for protection. Oh yes, just a moment. And he heads over to one of the walls and opens up a cabinet and pulls out a set of leather armor. This should do it. The tie is on the side, or rather adjustable, depending on who needs to wear it. I admire the ties on the side. As always, Kreb, your craftsmanship is superb. Well, be careful out there. I will. And then as I walk out, like still looking over the armor, I'm like, we'll have to talk about this joinery at the shoulders when we get back, but... How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I love your voice. <laughs> oh, I love, I love these boys. What sweet old men. I wonder if there will be anybody who's like, I literally can't tell which one of them's talking. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually another room of his armory and there's just a big mirror in there. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, and here I am Kreb. <laughs> Your craftsmanship is impeccable as always. <laughs> it's like Gollum. <laughs> he's got Kreb written on the mirror in lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> he's just Willem Dafoeing himself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And before we head out, I intend to hand this off to Elsef. Thank you. We find all of you at the outskirts of Oasis. I think this is going to be a pursuit. You are trying to track something down. You have the idea that it might be stationary, but there are a lot of picks on this that could be helpful to you as you try to figure out where this came from uh, as you make your way through the shifting sands of this desert. So who is leading the way? I would be inclined to say Haroda is the person who kind of lives out here anyway. But also, Hanwi is the one who knows that like it's somewhere to the north and stuff. I mean, I think my instinct would be to start tracking just like I do for food every night. Unless someone stopped me and said, oh, I have an idea, I would, I would be going for it. No, I trust you. All right, roll pursuit. When you're tracking or chasing a target, the keeper makes a countdown to track how far ahead your prey is. When you chase your prey, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, pick three options from the following list. On a 7 to 9, pick two options. On a miss, pick one option, but not avoid danger. The keeper will tell you what dangers you encounter. Four. Oh! All right, so on a miss, you get to pick one of the options, but you cannot pick avoid danger. And those options are close the distance, don't mark one wear on a piece of gear, or find something useful along the way. I think uh, it's got to be closing the distance. All right. So as you all head out into the desert, 
Night starts to fall as Hirota leads you into the darkness following this trail. First thing, everybody mark one wear on a piece of gear. Uh, this is just kind of the wear of being out in the elements, being out away from your safe, sustainable habitat. And then second, anybody who has unhealed injuries, I'm going to need you to roll endure harm each day. When you have an unhealed injury or illness, you must endure harm each day. Roll plus tough. And if your harm is unstable, take a minus one. That's me. Me too. Twelve. All right. So you actually get to recover one harm. Woo. Uh, I am now unstable and suffer one harm. Oh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Boy, you are just a champ at rolling today. You got to be pretty close to leveling up, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, three out of five. All right, so as Hirota leads you all through the desert, it starts to get dark, and you feel the temperature drop pretty drastically. And ahead of you to the north, just slightly in the distance, you can see a bright light moving in your direction. What is the hue of this glow? Is it like sort of a reddish, orangish, like a flame? It is. Oh, no. Does it look to be bipedal? Why doesn't somebody roll uh, read a bad situation? I got it. When you look around and read a bad situation, roll plus sharp. On a 10 plus, hold three. On a seven to nine, hold one. One hold can be spent to ask the keeper one of the following questions. What's my best way in? What's my best way out? Are there any dangers I haven't noticed? What's the biggest threat? What's most vulnerable to me? What's the best way to protect the victims? If you act on an answer, you get plus one ongoing while the information is relevant. That is a nine. Could I try to help with this? Yes, how so? I think just uh, recounting the specifics of what I had learned earlier about how this thing approached, trying to see if there's enough familiarity between what we guessed happened before and what's happening now. All right, roll help out. When you help another hunter, roll plus charm. On a 10 plus, your help grants them plus one on their roll. On a seven to nine, your help grants them plus one to their roll, but you also expose yourself to danger or trouble. Four. All right, so first, Jake, what's your question? Like, I think, Worried about this being one of the things that might go for people. We're trying to keep this from getting back to civilization and harming people. So what's the best way to protect the victims? Yeah, I think that from what you have experienced so far, and even from the tales you remember of the Dust Devils, letting it encounter you first, it seems to act out against whatever is the first thing it encounters. Um, And so avoiding it would probably ensure that if it's following the same path, it will find its way to Oasis. We must intervene. If we try to bypass the creature, it will make its way to Oasis. Hanwi, as you are moving outside of the light thrown by your group's torches, trying to get eyes on this and help Torek understand its movement patterns, you feel the air around you heating up. It's becoming warmer and warmer. And then you all see another of these floating embers appear, like it was invisible to the naked eye prior and it suddenly fully comes into bloom next to her lays hands on her scorching the flesh of her shoulder and then explodes oh no Hanwi, you take one point of damage uh, and it is armor defeating Oof, okay everyone else is buffeted back a little bit by the expulsion of the hot air that comes along with this blast the sand becomes scorched and glassed a bit And you can see that the floating ember in the distance begins to pick up speed, moving in this direction as if drawn by the light and the sound. I would like to use my spear thrower to launch a spear at this running thing. You throw this spear out into the darkness. 
there is no roll here because it cannot reach you from this distance. And this move doesn't have a roll. This is Ambush, uh, which is a new addition. When you launch a surprise attack or unleash a trap, inflict harm as established. And so I think that's what's happening here. It is unaware that you have got a long-range weapon and it is just running in your direction. So you see the spear soar through the air and connect with this floating ember. How much damage does that do? Three harm. The spear is buried deep in the chest of this floating ember and it erupts. Again, there is fire in the sky for a brief moment. The sand around it is blackened and glassed and you do mark two wear on your spear. Good throw, kid. Thank you. Hanwi, are you all right? I think I am. The air, it was cool and then heated up so quickly. There was nothing behind me, and then suddenly it was there. Man, I I look around at, like, the burns on each member of my party and just, if only we could find a place of frost, I believe we could heal your wounds. But I find it unlikely for us to come across one on this journey. We need the powers of a frost spirit. I may walk where spirits walk. I can also bring you with me, all of you. The way can be dangerous, though, but if we wish to see a frost spirit, it is possible. I am not plagued by the burns, so I shall not make this decision for you all. I trust the kid. This is a rougher journey than I was guessing. If we're going to continue, certainly something worth exploring. Sorry. It's certainly something worth exploring. We do not know how long this journey will take. Suppose you are able to take us to the spirit realm. How many days would that add on? Well, if we are lucky, it would be nearly instantaneous. If not, then it may take some time. I suppose we should take advantage of the silence while we have it. All right, I would like to use spirit paths. You can visit the spirit world. You may bring others with you. Roll plus cool. On a 10 plus, you travel there safely. On a 7 to 9, you pick. You take longer than you intended, or you pass through a dangerous area. On a miss, you are lost in the spirit world. In the spirit world, you may commune with spirits to gain insights not available in the waking world. Eight. All right, so do you want this to take longer than expected or pass through a dangerous area? <laughs> oh, no. Um, I feel like Holmwee's concerns about taking too long are at the forefront of my mind, so I think we pass through a dangerous area. What does it look like when you move through the spirit realm? Like, not just when you go into it, but as you pass through it. Like, if it was taking a long time, is it because... You are physically moving through this spirit space, or is it just because you kind of get lost, but otherwise it is instantaneous? You just don't know the direction to go. I feel like it's like that. I feel like it's just that living people are not supposed to walk this way, and yeah. so it can be confusing and disorienting. So it is a sudden shift no matter what. Even if it takes longer, it's just you come out on the other side and more time than you expected has passed. I think so, yeah. Um, so I think that passing through a dangerous area in this instance is that everybody is going to take one point of harm. Um, oh. You are in this area of fire. You know there are angry spirits about. And I think that going into the spirit world and shunting into this safer place, you pass through some of this rage, some of this anger, this hatred, this fire, and you come out on the other side feeling the effects of it. But you do come out into a blindingly brilliant scene. There are mountains all around you. There is snow falling and a chill wind. 
Is this a new experience for anyone? Have you all gone to the spirit realm before? I don't think I've actually been here before, but I think there is a familiarity to it from my ability to just innately communicate with the spirits of things. Uh, I think I probably have, but only once or twice since I'm Elsef's uncle, like maybe... You know, I've I've helped out with this a few <laughs> times, sort of like felt protective and like, I'm, I'm going to go with you just in case. I don't think I have or else this thought might have occurred to me. I think that in interacting with prior water speakers and stuff like this has never been laid out as an option. So I think I'm immediately like <laughs> like grabbing a notebook <laughs> like I'm like, oh, shit, I got to yeah. write this down and add it to the sanctuary. Yeah. And it is kind of a shocking experience for the two of you that have not done this before because you have traveled physically into the spirit realm the air seems charged everything feels a little lighter and less real and i think hanwi the first thing you notice is that you can see dusk floating next to you and you normally cannot see them well boy i think they've always just been an entity in the shadow in the corner of my eye and so i know their voice but how do i know that it's them, you know, if if I don't know what they look like. Yeah, I think it is a, you know where the voice always comes from when you hear it. And just as you step out into the spirit realm, there is a little fluctuating orb of darkness where the voice always comes from. Dusk. Hello. Is that really you? Something moved us. You are in my place now. Yes, we're looking for someone. I did not expect to see you here. Yes, I am always nearby, not always paying attention. But always there. We are looking for a frost spirit. Do you know which way we should travel? This area is unfamiliar to me, but I do not imagine you have to look far. And you can see that the orb moves around you a little bit, taking in the scene before it repositions itself over your shoulder. I also think it's been a little raucous in the background as I am trying to calm Gwip down. Oh, boy. I I feel like... (gasps) He'd be very disoriented by all this, like his senses, you know, firing in a different way. And so I'm just trying to hold on and, and calm him down. Why don't you roll Persuade? Oh, Aww. I shouldn't have opened my damn mouth. <laughs> I love this little bird. It's so confused. <laughs> I love when you say little that like two of us could ride this thing together. Taller than me, yes. <laughs> yeah. When you attempt to convince someone to do what you want, first check with the keeper to see if there's any chance and roll plus charm. On a 10 plus, they are convinced. On a 7 to 9, they are convinced, but the hunter owes them. On a miss, you have angered or offended them. Nine. So you are able to get Gwip to calm down, but you are going to take one wear on your fancy hood. <gasps> he nips out at it and gets a little piece of it, and something about chewing on that familiar piece of cloth seems to help calm him down. He chews on it like every night after you go to sleep. You just don't know that. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I needed this. All right, I did it. I marked the damage to my beautiful wizard's hood. I want to start moving and looking around as well and see if I can spot the type of spirit I know we need. Yeah, I don't think it takes very long. You see a couple of different spirits that are coalescing inside of the frost and the snow and the ice, and a couple of large chunks of ice start to form together as you are all wandering through this place and forms into a somewhat humanoid shape about 15 feet tall and starts moving towards you and crouches down. You seem to be lost. No, we are actually looking for assistance from one of your kind. You are unusual. Not dressed for this environment. No, we are from somewhere warmer. Ooh, dreadful stuff, the warmth. 
I hold up my hand with a burnt finger and I nod. Yes. As you present this, it stands up a little bit, like pushed away from the heat of your finger. Oh, I I am sorry. I did not mean to, to startle you. We've been touched by a floating ember. It's like it's clung to us, the char from this being. Mm. We were hopeful that you would be able to relieve us of some of this injury. Oh, you would like me to take this heat from you to soothe with the coolness? (laughs) 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 Soothe with the coolness, man. You're you're so cool. (laughs) Listen, this spirit probably doesn't talk to humans very often. (laughs) Yes, it is an intense magical heat and we think an intense magical cold may help nothing from our plane has been able to help all right why don't you roll persuade okay great and uh my weird move is spirit friend which uh will allow me to roll plus weird instead of plus charm when i persuade a spirit okay yeah i think that you notice this spirit of ice look to dusk you are a friend of our people, the spirits. I am open to this. Sell me on But it. roll. <laughs> Pending a roll, of course. Yes. 13. Nice. Incredible! Yes, I believe that we may all take some of this burden upon us to aid you. If you have been touched by this fire, approach. I'll step forward. I step forward. Uh, I step forward as well. This ice spirit reaches out and passes a hand over all of you, and as the hand moves past you little shards of the ice drift off of the hand and fall down into your hair and onto your skin and you can feel it cools you and it runs through your body and you are healed of all of the damage caused by specifically the floating embers or their victims. And as this magic falls over you and you feel this coolness going through you, Megan, you do have the tag that you can't be healed by magic if you want to keep in good graces with the spirit that gave you your powers. So do you want to accept this magical healing from the ice spirit, or do you want to resist it and essentially not accept the gift that's being given to you? Oh boy, I think I've got to risk annoying dusk here because this is such a unique (laughs) opportunity to be able to be healed by a spirit and specifically the one that is meant to offset what has happened to us which we still don't have a lot of information on yeah okay do you have something from your land we see so much of the same here having a memento from where you're from would well it would be a great gift i pull an arrow out of my quiver and present it to her she holds it up and looks at it and runs her hand along the wood and the feathers and the stone, and you imagine that all of these things are specific to your region, Um, the type of wood that you are able to grow, the type of birds, the type of stone that is found in your land. She bows and places the arrow down into the snow, and when she brings her hand back up, she is holding three small balls of ice. I can feel the heat. That heat that I pulled from you is alive, as is this ice. If you are to take this into yourself, it will protect you further from the living fire. So mechanically, these three balls of ice, each person that eats one of these, if they are affected by the damage from a floating ember again, it won't have that kind of pass it along melting property anymore. Do we have to eat it preemptively? Yes, yeah. 
uh, I take them. Do they seem like they're going to (laughs) melt when we leave or do we have to eat them here? Yeah, you are not sure how they would react outside of the spirit world back in. Well, I mean, it is nighttime still in, in your world. But yeah, to be safe, you might want to use them here or something could feasibly happen to them uh, in your travels. Makes sense. So who wants a, a magic snow cone? I will never say no to a magic snow cone. I will let the other three take them. I think I would try to refuse that. Like I'd try to have Haro to take it. I've lived long life. You have much ahead of you. If this happens to be the deciding factor between whether I live or die, I would prefer it goes to you. I've been chewing on it since about halfway through the sentence. Okay. <laughs> In response to that, am, am I right in thinking this doesn't actually heal us? It just keeps us from spreading it? Yes, it, it stops you from spreading this the way that Haroda got it from touching the guard, but it also would negate any other you know, possible effects that this magical fire might have going on inside of you at the moment. Oh, that's mm. fair. There there yeah. may see there may be some sort of persisting yeah, there could be more. effect. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you don't know. I will eat it. And I'll eat mine. And with your task complete, the magic of Elsef's ability fades away and you are all drawn back into your world. It is still dark, but you do not see any lights in the distance. It seems we should take our time to rest. It is growing quite late. If an attack of these creatures just passed, we may have a window of safety before another wave comes. Yeah, I feel a little better after that, but I'm still bleeding from the ears a little bit. It's beginning to get dark. We should set up a fire, and I will uh, use my fire starter kit to get one going before before we get too drenched in the darkness here. I know that everybody has got a little bit of injury um, does anyone have any medical supplies or anything that they want to try to use over the course of this night? Well, I have the two uses of charmed water. Um, I could also try to lay on hands. It didn't go great last time, but there's a possibility it'll go better this time. How hurt are you, Tass? I have two harm and I'm unstable, which Jeez. is the worst part. You probably shouldn't go to sleep with that. <laughs> or at least you got to wake him up every like, two hours. <laughs> you got to check him. Yep. <laughs> Um, hold on. Switch chabs. What happens I don't if think... you spend both uh, charmed water? That's the one that cures unstable? Yeah. Yeah. Alternatively, if I get a 10 plus on lay on hands, I can heal both of your, I can heal both points and stabilize you. You live your best life. This yeah. is, this is not my decision. <laughs> Boy, I mean, you're, you're my uncle. I can't, I can't let you die. Yeah, I'm gonna try to lay on hands. All right, roll it. I'm so nervous. Me too. That's a 10. Woo. Nice. All right. So heal your two harm and you become stable. Um, did you, am I, uh, we did this once. Did you say like what this whole thing looks like? I'm, um, no, I don't think we said because the last time I did it, it uh, failed spectacularly. Oh, that's right. <laughs> well, not really. I did heal someone. I then just also, yeah, it went to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what does this look like when you, when you heal me? Um, I think it's, much like the title of the move suggests, uh, placing my palm uh, on your shoulder and you just feel the sort of, you just feel the cool waters of the oasis uh, heal you. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Just just like the name of the move, place on palms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, I see. She's like she sprays you with a hose. <laughs> oh my God, that sounds I awesome. Just get you to drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> the love of God. I don't have any healing goods, so I could... I could give myself a beautiful paint job, but otherwise I'm just going to have to deal with this. 
I could light myself on fire, but that's basically all I have. Oh, no. All right. So I think uh, Sans lighting herself on fire. <laughs> on or that painting cheery herself. note. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the evening passes without incident. And as the sun starts to rise, you continue on your journey. Who's leading the way this time? I nominate Torek because he painted uh, flames on his ankles to make him walk faster. Mm, very fast. I I lean down and I pretend to pull like a rip cord on my ankles and I start making engine noises. <laughs> and then I'm like, I, what the fuck is happening what to is me? This? What have I just invented? I don't know what's coming <laughs> over me, but I'm ready to pursue. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, no. I can't wait. That's a six. Can we help with these? Yeah, I don't see why not. Yeah, like I feel like... I was kind of helping with the tracking and stuff originally. I, I would help him stay on course by, you know, scouting ahead a little bit as he's like sort of scouting the overall path, that kind of thing. Yeah, roll help out. So it's charm. Yeah, it's plus yes. charm in this game. That's, I think, yeah, that's super. 12. Yay. All right, so that bumps you up to a seven. You get to pick two from the list. <laughs> Let's go with close the distance and avoid dangers. All right, so everybody... Pick an item to mark one wear on. And then those of you who are still carrying an injury, I'm going to need you to roll Endure Harm each day. 13. All right, so you recover one harm. I'm back up to full. Plus uh, tough. Plus tough. Five. All right, so you become unstable if you are not already, and you suffer one harm. Ooh, that's a 10. All right, so you are either stabilized or you recover one harm. Back to full. So you all travel the vast majority of this day it is very similar to the previous day the wind is shifting the sand it is difficult to keep your direction because of the constant grit and sand that is blowing in your faces as you try to travel um, as you come to the end of this second day is there anything anybody wants to do before they make camp and go to sleep for the night uh, my spear is pretty close to being useless. I'd love to try to repair it. Uh, I know we have some special daggers. If there's a way I could take the blade from one of the daggers and put it on the hilt of my spear, could be cool. <laughs> yeah, so we have done repair gear already. I think this is going to be a create gear. You're not exactly creating a new piece of gear, but you are combining two pieces to to make something that still has the, the function that you're looking for. Um, so when you make something new, say what you want to make and agree with the keeper what materials you will use and how long it will take, then roll plus sharp. Uh, on a 10 plus, you make it, pick one extra. On a 7 to 9, you make it, but you must take extra time or allow the keeper to reduce starting wear by 3 or add a tag. On a miss, you make it, but the keeper decides what bad thing happened as you created it. That's a 9. I can help. I mean, I do plenty of crafting in the sanctuary. That is a three. Oh, well, mark your experience. Love it. So do you want to take extra time or do you want to allow me to either reduce the starting wear by three or add a tag to it? Man, I don't know what's coming up. I won't take extra time. All right. I think the thing that makes the most sense here is just to reduce the starting wear by three. Um, these daggers have six. Your spear is in pretty rough condition. Uh, so I think it having a starting wear of three makes sense. Hey, that's the same wear that I started out with. So for me, this has been a net positive. And the tags on those daggers uh, was one damage, armor defeating. And what was the tag on your spear? Two harm and then hand close. Okay. I think that it obviously keeps the armor defeating property. You know, I, you're just swapping out the blade. I think it still does the two damage of a spear. Cool. 
Thank you. Uh, I'm just doing my usual rounds, checking for predators, that kind of thing. Uh, I'm not really in a state to be repairing anything. I am unstable and have two harms. So uh, I I think I'm just kind of (laughs) laying here, not in great shape. Um, I can't really use magic to heal my wounds without further upsetting my spirit friend. Yeah. Um, And I don't have any like healing kits or anything, but I do have a linen bag that has one of two wear on it. Could I use that last point of wear and like destroy it? Like rip it up? Oh, and, like make bandages out yeah, of like it? Yeah, like make it into bandages to, to try and like heal or stabilize or something. So yeah, absolutely. Get worse. Yeah. Um. Who... Yeah, absolutely. Um, so this is healing an injury. When a hunter tries to heal an injury or cure disease, gather the required medical supplies and roll plus sharp. Uh, on a 10 plus, their harm is stabilized. If unstable, otherwise heal one harm. On a 7 to 9, they become unstable if not already. Otherwise, no change. On a miss, they become um, on a miss, they become unstable. Otherwise, no otherwise they suffer one harm. Uh, you may only use this move once per injury. And you may not heal your own injuries. So who are you going to ask to heal you up? Uh, I think Tarek. I'm his ward. And um, he probably has experience bandaging me up after I hurt myself. So uh, I think I think this is a practice move. <laughs> All right. Okay. Seven. Wow. Six. All right. So there is no change. Perfect. It's exactly the outcome you were looking for. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> You're, you have less bag. Same amount of bleeding. <laughs> same, same amount of unstable. <laughs> now I just don't what have a pillow. am I going to carry all this unstable in? <laughs> that was my pillow. <laughs> and and we cannot try to heal this injury again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Torek made a lovely mummy costume out of the strips of your linen. I look real spooky. Yeah. There's a lot of sand in it, though. That's the problem. I'm sorry, young one. You haven't fallen down and hurt yourself in a long time, and I'm very out of practice. <laughs> All right, so this evening passes again without incident. The next morning, who is leading the pursuit? I'm fine to take the lead again. I'm open to handing it off to somebody else. No, go for it. I'll I'll continue to keep an eye out for predators and stuff while you pull out the course. Okay, just I'm doing a lot of rolling. And mathematically, it's got to work out at some point. And that is now. It's an 11. All right, Yay. so pick three. Nice. I'm wrapped in bandages, like shambling through the desert. I just look like a mummy. <laughs> Stop me if you've heard this one before. I'm going to close the distance and avoid dangers, Ooh. but I'm going to close the distance twice. Okay. Ooh. As you all travel again another full day through the desert, the wind starts to become less, and far in the distance, you can see plumes of dark smoke. And I think towards the end of the day, as you are getting ready to stop and make camp, you see the remains of more sets of these charred footprints. They veer off different directions into the desert. You do not see any sign of any floating embers, but you do see evidence that they have been through here. And as it is the end of the day, if you have got any harm, I need you to roll Endure Harm. Ten. All right, so you become stable. Congratulations. Fantastic. Thank you. So these things are called floating embers? Yes. Don't seem like they float, do they? Leave a lot of footprints for something that should float. (laughs) You know that's like excellent point. <laughs> I'm like I don't I don't I know. I can't refute say. that. Did yeah. not name these. I believe it's called poetic license. <laughs> Do the footprints that we can see seem to lead from that plume of smoke? Yes. Gotcha. What direction is the wind blowing? Towards you. From the plume of smoke that we can see? Yeah. 
Uh, I would like to use my weird move, uh, spirit friend. Wait, no. I would like to use uh, my wild language move, uh, being able to speak with the animating spirits of all being objects and places. Uh, I want to speak with the with the air, with the wind that has traveled from that direction. All right, you open up your senses and you can sense the spirit of the air that is carrying the smoke past you. Uh, and you get the sense that it's looping around back, that it is enjoying playing in the smoke, that it is bringing the smoke down looping back up to wherever its point of origin is and bringing it down again. Hello, my friend. Oh, hello! Uh, this this entity, this being that is polluting you, what is happening in the distance? Polluting me? Uh, the smoke you carry. Oh, it's so much fun! Look at how it moves through me. Have you seen uh, beings of fire walking through here? The light! Yes, like you, people of light. Yes. Uh, are there any nearby? I do not see any. It has been a while since I've seen any. I get so distracted by the... And the voice trails away and then comes back. Uh, have you passed any on your way here from the origin of this smoke? I have not. May I ask a favor? What would you like? As we travel that direction, would you mind parting the way for us, keeping our travel clear from the smoke? Oh, that's not so much fun as playing in it. Why don't you roll Persuade? Um, and Dusk is, is not happy with you. I think this is going to be Charm. Oof, okay. Yeah. You got this. I went from a plus three to a negative one. Yikes. Three. What happens on a fail? You, you've angry. How dare you? I am a spirit of wind. I go where I please. <laughs> I choose where things travel. You do not tell me where to go and how to help. And you feel your hair getting ruffled about. And there's that strange sensation of, like, really fast wind as you feel your breath kind of go in through your nose and out through your mouth. You can tell it's just kind of cycled through you once, and it flies away. Let me speak to your manager. <laughs> just made me inhale a bunch of smoke and then took off. <laughs> what does this look like from yeah. our perspective? Are you just, like, talking to nothing and there's just wind blowing through your hair? And Yeah, basically. I mean, you, you hear the, the words that I'm able to speak, but I don't think you're able to communicate with it directly so it's just one-sided and i ask for it to part the way for us and then i get just completely windblown and just look a little more disheveled <laughs> it's, one of, it's a moment like in some of those videos where it looks like uh, someone is just talking into a reversed vacuum cleaner yeah just the... yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i imagine it did not go well there are some spirits that prefer not to be asked to do certain things uh, it goes against their true nature and uh, they they deem it unfair. Well, you tried. Seems like we have a pretty clear path ahead, though. At least clear as to where we're supposed to go. Yeah, how far off does the big plume of smoke look? Like, how many more days of travel is this? You know, there's not really a... A good way to tell. Yeah, there's not a clear answer for that, because it depends on how you roll. You know, Rev, that's completely fair. Under the feet of, like, a competent party, mm. how long? <laughs> if, if I was, one... like... <laughs> this, the most competent man I know, if he mm -hmm. were to make this journey, mm -hmm. how long might it take? If one were to, I don't know, like sort of space out this journey in a, um, I'm just going to say like boxes, just as a sort of like parlance. Oh, uh -huh. How many yeah. boxes away do you think we are? Let's say it was somewhere between like four and eight boxes, <laughs> yeah. you know. How many boxes could this uh, this theoretical person traverse in a day? I think uh, that's Three, important. if we did really well. <laughs> If they cared about nothing other than progress. 
Yeah. Um. It it doesn't seem far. You think that a, a, a day or so of travel and you might be there. Cool. Because it's it's close enough that you can smell the smoke. How fun for us. Does it smell? This sounds kind of macabre, but like, does it smell like something's like cooking? Like, does it smell like like flesh might be burning out there, or does it smell like like wood burning, or does it smell like just none of that? Why don't you investigate a mystery? Oh okay. shit! Here As we are. You're really just getting into the smoke, just opening up your palate, and <laughs> you know when cats smell something and they like open up their mouths in order to inhale more of it. Thirteen. All right, you get a hold too. What is being concealed here? The smoke distinctly has the smell of burned down ashes, like the remains of a fire. It does not smell like it is actively burning fuel. It now smells like it is just kind of old churning coals. With regard to the footprints that are around us, what was it going to do? I Like, I guess looking for a pattern to those footprints or like directionality, trying to get an idea trying to get an idea of why they passed here and to where and for what purpose. So I think the element of this that you start to recognize, you know, pulling out a map, estimating where you are, you know, there's not roads here, but there are paths of travel. And there are quite a few of the small outlying groups in this direction. And you imagine that the paths that you're seeing walked are probably the paths that are walked by those groups when they trade. So they were familiar routes because it is not a wander. It seems like a walk, take a turn, walk so far, take a turn. Um, And you know that in parts of the desert, that's how you have to learn to get someplace. That from this gate, I walk out, you know, 300 paces, and then I turn directly to my left and I go this far and this far in case I lose sight of where I'm coming from. I always know where I'm going and that I'll arrive at the correct location. Whatever the source of that smoke, it doesn't seem to be actively burning anymore. By the scent of it, it's more like churning embers. And from what I can tell of the footprints, these creatures are still following the paths of the people they once were, the routes taken to trade between groups, between civilizations out here. But it looks like... But we're still fairly sure that they came from that direction, from... Where the smoke is coming up? Yes. When I spoke with the other water speaker, she said that floating embers are created from an epicenter. My best guess is that that is what we are looking at. So I think we press on instead of trying to hunt down these other paths, right? We have to deal with this at the source and not chase every ember that might be making its way out from there. That seems impossible at this point. I agree. You all make camp for the night, and again, it is uneventful, with the exception of that constant fluctuating smell of smoke from the distance. The next morning, who is leading the way? I'll stick with it. All right. Eleven. Nice. All right. You get to pick three. Same as yesterday. I'll do two picks for close the distance and one for avoid dangers. All right. So as you travel, if you have got harm, I'm going to need you to roll endure harm. Ten. Yay! All right, you heal a point of harm. You all travel about half of this day before the site in front of you comes fully into view. And pretty quickly, it's a site that every one of you that has been out of the city recognizes. It is the village of Thorn, or what's left of it. You recognize the stone structures that make the walls around it, but everything within is charred, smoldering. And as the sun starts to set behind you, 
you see the glow of dozens of floating embers within the city moving around. You watch for a moment to see what they're doing and quickly realize that it looks like they're simply going through their daily activities and living their lives. This Let's Play of Bone Spear is a Crit Show Studios production. Bone Spear and other alternate Monster of the Week settings can be found in the Codex of Worlds, a new Monster of the Week expansion. You can find Monster of the Week and other Powered by the Apocalypse games at evilhat.com. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hey there, we're dm to gm I'm your DM from Dungeons & Dragons, Russ Moore. And I'm your GM from The End of Time and Other Bothers, Sean Howard. What we like to do around here is answer the questions that you have about tabletop RPGs and get you started feeling comfortable playing games around your table. We want to share our real experiences, what we've learned, what's been helpful, so that other people can get going. And because and a lot of these hurdles are just in their head. So find us every other week wherever you listen to podcasts or visit dm to gmcom dm to gm get your game started.